Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The Bernstein and Rahimi Show. Middays, 9 a.m. to noon on The Score. It's Esposito. Okay. It's Chris Ranji. So Chris right. is probably more, if he's the track suits and stuff, he's more Limp Bizkit. That That's really like corn, oh God, Limp Bizkit. When I think of Chris Ranji, I immediately think of Limp Bizkit. Well, he's, he's done it all for the uh, nookie on more than one occasion. Well, as we open the Birdseed Rahimi show on this Christmas Eve, Chris Ranji and Mike Esposito here with you. Glad you could join us. Uh, I was not expecting a Limp Biscuit intro to start my uh, Christmas Eve off, Chris, but uh, there you have it. We, I wasn't we are, uh, <laughs> I mean, we, we are in. <laughs> we didn't really have to. No, we didn't. He didn't. He didn't have to go Limp Biscuit. Is there a Limp Biscuit Christmas song? Everyone's got a Christmas song, don't they? I mean, it seems I don't like know. it. I but nothing like a little new metal Limp Bizkit getting it all for the nookie to uh, to get your Christmas Eve started. Oh, I'm off. so I'm ready to go now. <laughs> go to hell, Rudolph. I got Limp Bizkit. <laughs> oh, my God. We are broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Uh, again, we appreciate you all joining us here on this Christmas Eve. Uh, we're going to. Uh, we're going to start off talking bears and, and, uh, Chris, hopefully we can recover from the limp biscuit, uh, uh, to, uh, to do so, but the bears, and I mentioned, uh, the, the COVID situations going on. Uh, if you, if you missed it yesterday, uh, lots, lots of bears and, and lots of players around the NFL being affected by that. Uh, and I should mention too, we're going to talk to Patrick Finley from the Sun-Times talking bears at 940. Uh, Rob Schaefer, NBC Sports Chicago, talking Bulls at 10:20. Brandon Fryer, our producer, uh, back at the Score Studios. Uh, but uh, talking about COVID, and not that I want to dissect COVID, but the the reserve list, the guys testing positive and not being able to play, it's having a big effect on 
all of the leagues, but especially you look at the Bears and you look at a list of guys that are on there. And yesterday, Akeem Hicks was placed on the reserve COVID list. I mean, these are big blows for these uh, teams, uh, especially when you're looking at key players down the stretch. Now, the Bears are not in a playoff position, but uh, plenty of teams. Uh, I mentioned right before the break, New Orleans will be starting rookie quarterback Ian Book. Uh, who has been inactive the whole season because he's their only healthy quarterback. I mean, this is uh, some crazy stuff going on. Which is not ideal, by the way. The last thing you want to have to do, (laughs) of all the positions on the field, the last thing you want to have is a quarterback who hasn't done a thing all year come play in Week 16. Um, If I'm not mistaken, Espo, I don't think there's a single team that doesn't have at least one guy in the COVID protocols right now. I you think are not I, mistaken. I, okay, yeah, like everybody's got somebody, and I think every team has multiple. I don't think there's a I don't think there's a team that only has one guy who's in COVID protocols right now. In the NBA, got a very similar situation. You have over I think it's over 60 players. I went through and counted the other day, but it's different now. There are over 60 players on 10-day contracts because of mostly because of COVID. There are other reasons too, but it's affecting everything. And I, you know, I didn't know exactly what to expect with the entire COVID situation. There was a time in the summer where I felt like, okay, maybe we're going to totally get beyond this in the sense that, um, you know, COVID will probably still be here, but we can, we can not have to suspend games at least. And, you know, as, as far as sports go, um, like we could play games, we're probably not going to have cancellations. We're not going to have postponements. Maybe we're going to be there. But there was always that fear that some new variant would come around and they'd have to adjust that. I Look, I, I am not a scientist. And the only people that I listen to on this stuff are experts. And I know there's this anti-expert sentiment out there for some reason. I, I just I don't understand it because it doesn't People not liking sense. their science. Yeah, I, I, I don't listen to politicians. I, I don't care what any of them say. I don't. I don't. Um, in that, I think it's, with the exception of, it's nice to hear certain politicians finally get on board with the scientific things that we should be doing right now. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't care. Like, I, I, I personally do not listen to anybody from either party about what we should do. I'm listening to what experts are telling us that we should be doing. And people who actually I, study these things. Who went to school for it for like yes. 15 years and then happen <laughs> right. to be experts in the field for decades and decades. They know more than everybody, and they're the only people that we should listen to on this. When you have, like, if your tummy hurts, Mike, and it's been hurting mm-hmm. for a week, are you going to go to a plumber? Probably no, you're not. not going to a plumber. You're going to, you're going to somebody who went to med school for 15 years. For somebody who knows the human body, and then you're going to see what they have to say. That's what you're going to do, because he's an expert or she's an expert, and that's how you do things. I don't know what the right thing to do for these sports leagues is. I don't, like, there was a, a time a few days ago where I was thinking, and I said this on, on the station, I maybe we can get to a point where some of the players who are vaccinated and boosted don't have to miss time if they're asymptomatic. Um, yep. like maybe that's a good thing to do, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's the right thing to do. I, I'm not so much worried about each player and their teammates 
I guess I'm more concerned about all the people they interact with, the broadcasters who are a little bit older sometimes, or people who work in the arenas, or people who work back in the tunnel. You know, all the people that they come into contact with, I think that's who the leagues are concerned about also, I think. I don't know for sure. I mean, you would think they are, uh, but maybe not. That's the that's the kind of worry that I think they have. But So I don't know if that's the right thing to do, but I'm hoping we can get to a point where if you're asymptomatic, you can still play. But again, I have to defer to somebody who knows this stuff better than me. Well, and I think we're getting there, Chris, because I, I have been reading this and, and same thing, right? I, I went to school for nothing close to science. I have no idea about viruses except to listen to what smart people have to say about viruses, right? So um, prefacing all that as I read and see what these sports leagues are doing, it certainly seems like that's where uh, certainly the NFL is headed, um, where if you're asymptomatic, and you have no symptoms that this this is uh, a situation where you might be able to play because they don't feel, especially outdoors, that you are spreading the virus. But I think uh, certainly your indoor leagues, we've seen the NBA struggle with this. They've flat out said, though, they are not going to be uh, canceling the season. They're going to push through. And that's the other thing right. that, that really... Uh, is driving this after all of the stuff that happened last year and all of the stops and starts when COVID first came out uh, back in March of 2020. Uh, and then everything went on with, with last year with the shortened seasons and the no fans and whatever. We are not getting back to that. I don't, I don't foresee that even though the NHL has taken a little bit of a break uh, here around Christmas. Uh, that's yeah. just so they don't, so they don't, um, they're, they take a break around Christmas anyway, so they they just extended it by a few days, I think, to try to give teams time to get some of these guys who are vaccinated and asymptomatic back in their testing protocols. But how they change these testing protocols, as I as I really think, as as it evolves, as it goes on, is you're going to see your vaccinated, boosted, mild or no symptoms cases guys like DeMar DeRozan comes out. He says his biggest symptom uh, during his isolation with the Bulls was boredom, right? He had no symptoms. Sure. He tested positive. He's vaccinated. He's boosted. Uh, but because of the positive test, he had to miss that 10 days. I think somewhere in there you're going to see that as well. But like yesterday, I mean, you see Akeem Hicks get put on there. He just played Monday night, right? So if if that's the case and you know a lot of these guys in those locker rooms, I don't know how they're doing their, you know, their internal meetings. I would imagine lots more things have gone back to – you know, get on your tablet Zoom or and whatever. Go, yeah, right. Go sit somewhere else where you're not around everybody. Um, it's just a, a strange, strange world that we're living in. But I think you're going to start seeing that because especially for uh, the vaccinated people in these leagues, I think you're going to see that uh, uh, some of this stuff eases up, right? You can't if you're going to reserve everyone who is asymptomatic and test positive despite being vaxxed and boosted you're going to be exactly what happened with the bulls you're going to be out of players pretty soon right and and again i don't know if it's the right thing to do because i'm not i'm not an expert in this field i don't know if it's the right thing to do uh i, I know the leagues are are con clearly they are consulting with health experts on it and those are mm -hmm. about the only people they should be consulting on it um and maybe sometimes health experts err on the side of caution too much. And I understand, why wouldn't you? Like, why would you, if, if you're a health expert, why would you not be 
at times overly cautious because the last thing you want is for people to come to you after you weren't cautious enough and say, why didn't you tell us? Like, why didn't you, we could have avoided all of this, but you know, half the country doesn't care anyway. So uh, I'm not sure that at least that part matters anymore. So I, I, I will keep repeating this. I don't know if it's the right thing to do for sports leagues to just power through. It seems like it is. It seems like Mm -hmm. it is okay to do that for them to continue to play and to not take two, three weeks off or whatever. And maybe our biggest lesson of that was last year, because I, I don't know what the conversations were like. Um, you know, I was doing a show in St. Louis at the time, and I remember people around me saying, oh, well, you know, NBA is going to take two weeks off and then we'll get right back at it. And I'm like, I'm like, this is not going to be two weeks. This is yeah. going to be a long time. I don't know where you're getting to. If you're paying attention to what's happening in Europe and what's happened everywhere else, they shut things down for way longer than two weeks. This is not going to be a two week thing. Um, but I don't think we're going back to that. Because it, it, it's it's like if they do cancel games and say, hey, we're taking three weeks off, who's to say the situation nationwide is going to be any better in three weeks? So well, that's I it, don't see that happening. I think they're just going to power through, and I think that's okay to do. I don't think that's the wrong thing to do. Um, but again, I, I'm not an expert in this. No, I, I think that's – if you think about it, and this is how I try to, to – to frame it in in my own head when just trying to make sense of everything, right? Everything was paused and everything was canceled and all the season shortened and all the no fans, weird stuff that happened in 2020. That was the, we don't have a vaccine. This this can be deadly. So we're going to do this uh, in the best health interest of everyone, right? I mean, that was a much more restrictive lockdown. Now that we've had the vaccines for, uh, what, I guess almost a year, right? And and people, like, I, I don't mind saying this, my family, we had COVID in our house. We are all vaccinated. We all were sick. We're all better. I still have a little uh, smelling thing going on. But, you know, you do your quarantine. Uh, so apparently was, you had Delta. <laughs> That's, there's a thing I, that I, I, don't, I learned. I, I just learned this yesterday. Apparently Omicron is the taste and smell thing is not common with this one. So, okay, so... I guess the we, symptoms yeah, we are had, different. My my uh, my uh, one of my kids came home with it from school. I can only imagine. You know, they're they're in school with their masks on, but you know, it's yeah. it's kids, right? And and they're they uh, they like spreading germs. Uh, not that they're doing it on purpose, but anyway, my one of my kids came home with it. It went through our house. Thankfully, you know, nothing serious. Uh, and obviously, I'm sharing this with you just to kind of talk about what happened. But sure. The, the worst thing for me was I felt like I had a sinus thing and I couldn't smell for a while and I'm still getting my smell yeah. back. The wife lost her taste. She that has since come back and the kids the kids have been fine, uh, you know, once they got over that initial the fever. But I'm telling you all this because a year ago we would have been scared to death of the fact that COVID was in our house. And it still is not pleasant and it still is very right. stressful. But being that we've all had our vaccines and you kind of I feel like not that I know what to do, but I feel like. I feel much more comfortable in that I know how to handle certain things when when this did happen. I think the uh, the urgency factor, I guess, is a lot less. And I'm guessing on the sport league side, too, since the vast, vast majority of players in these sports leagues, NFL, NBA, you name it, have been vaccinated, are taking things very seriously, uh, as are the leagues, that it, it, it becomes much more 
I don't want to say routine when it's something that can can really knock you out. But I think it does become more of a of a routine. And, you know, you do your quarantining. You try to keep guys as healthy as they can. Uh, but you just deal with it and you go on because if you break or if you start canceling stuff again, you're never, as you said, you're never going to start them up again because there's always going to be something going on with this uh, uh, COVID stuff throughout the, you know, it's not going away tomorrow. Right. And I, I don't believe we're going to get to a games are, I, I know college is going through it right now, um, mm-hmm. but I don't think we're going to get to a games are canceled kind of situation like across the board all the time like we had last year it will probably be a situation where if a team just for whatever reason can't field enough players then they have to forfeit maybe that's what happens but i think in the professional leagues you'll just you'll find you'll find retreads you'll you'll do what the nba is doing you'll have you'll have players that you just sign off the practice squad um, in football or, or whatever. And, and you'll, you'll power through, you'll go a couple of weeks like that, and then hopefully get closer back to being normal. And the product itself will suffer, but at least there's a product, at least there's mm-hmm. something to watch, but, and, and, and the suffering will only be temporary, hopefully. Now, I think the real question with the leagues is, do they go back to, or do they, you know, the thing we were talking about earlier of if a player is asymptomatic, if that player has is is up to date on all the vaccinations, which includes the booster, um, and you know the likelihood of them spreading is lower because they're vaccinated. I mean, you can still spread if if sure. you're if you're vaccinated, you can, but your odds of doing that are much lower. So, do you just take that chance and say, well? This person, if they don't have any symptoms and they're, they're they have their their vaccines up to date, they can go ahead and still play. Like maybe we get to a point where that happens. Uh, I think the leagues are going to be slow to adopt that. I know that Adam Silver earlier in the week talked about that possibility of of maybe limiting instead of it being ten days or whatever it is now. And I know all the leagues have sort of different protocols. Um, instead of it being a whole 10 day thing where maybe it's like three or five, because if you are vaccinated, you're going to be, um, uh, and now I I can't remember the word I'm I'm blanking on the word. Um, oh, contagious. I mean, you, you, um, (laughs) I, I don't believe, I don't believe you are contagious for as long if you do have your vaccinations up to date. So maybe they just say, Hey, well, we'll go three days. You got to sit for three days and you're back out there. If you're asymptomatic, if you're sick, of course, and you're coughing all over the place, you can't play. Sure. No, and and we're getting plenty of texts in here, Chris, at 312-644-6767. The tech zone brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time and shop online at RosenHyundai.com. People, uh, uh, lots of people checking in on this, uh, but... Uh, an 815er says COVID will become the flu at some point, hopefully sooner rather than later. Expand rosters and keep going. I, I think that is exactly uh, where we're heading. Uh, yeah. Lots of jokes coming in uh, in terms of uh, some of the other points. And, and we are trying purposely to not be political here, folks. I, I think you could probably get the gist of that. We are we are advocating for people to be healthy and, and get your vaccines, obviously. But this is not a political show. We're talking uh, specifically about the uh, the sports leagues and how they're doing it. But I think that, I mean, that to me is the answer. And, and but you have seen it. I mean, listen, and, and the, the easiest example I could think of from Bulls TV and Stacey King has been very 
uh, visible on this on Twitter. Stacy King has had a really bad time with it. Um, I think he said he was in bed for 16 straight days before he could yeah. he could really start going again. So this is not a not everyone has the experience that that my family and I had, where you're you're uh, ill for a few days minorly and and then you come out of it, right? I mean that is. No. That is uh, not always the case, and this is why people have to take it seriously. I, I have had um, – hold on a second. It, it's now seven. I've had seven friends who have been hospitalized with COVID. One of them was vaccinated uh, fully at the time, and this, this happened over the – just after summer. So it was, it was like right before – I think it was right before fall. Um, I'm trying to think of the month. October-ish, somewhere in there. And he was fully vaccinated. He ended up in the hospital. And I, well, he probably would have died if he hadn't had that done. And I tell him that all the time. Um, but the other six, they all were not. And it was over the mm-hmm. course of, you know, the last year or so. It's not like all of them recently. Um, but it's, it, it, it is important to do. And not everybody is going to, re- to react the same to it. Like I told you at the top of the show, I have been exposed to it now. I was with... Um, yep. Uh, people last weekend and I was with them for like three days and uh, they both tested positive. And for the last couple of days, and I haven't done much anyway, um, I haven't really left my apartment all that much. I have been, you know, at home, but like I've, I've woken up a, with a little bit of like, you know, crud, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's a, I've got sinus stuff anyway. So I just kind of assumed eh, you know, I, I have a little sinus thing. It's, it's typical yep. for me. I have it all the time. But it's a little more than usual. And uh, now when I was alerted to this uh, yesterday evening, I I think I might be in the middle of it, too, right now. So uh, trying to get a test, trying to get that figured out and, and we'll see. But at least I'm working from home. I'm, I have the luxury of being able to do that. That you do. A- and athletes uh, can't. <laughs> you know, you can't. Right. You're an NBA player. You can't play at home. Yeah, you got to be it, out with other people. Yeah, no doubt. And we will talk uh, coming up next to Patrick Finley from the Sun-Times about uh, this topic, about how it's affecting the Bears. They have lots of key players on the COVID reserve list. Also uh, find out about the, this weekend's game against Seattle. Justin Fields and his fumbles, Tevin Jenkins and his penalties. We'll do all that next. It's the Bernstein and Rahimi Show. You have Chris Ranji and Mike Esposito in with you here on this Christmas Eve. I'll take the bothering for him. It's, it's unfortunate. It's a travesty to me that, that he's, he's not any of those accolades. He deserves every single accolade that one of the best linebackers in the league deserves. And, and he is one of the best linebackers in the league. And you can put on the tape week in and week out Bears defensive coordinator Sean Desai talking about Roquan Smith, and he's not wrong, Chris Ranji. He is not wrong. It's the Bernstein and Rahimi show here on 670 The Score. Ranji and Espo in for Bernstein and Rahimi. And uh, we head on out now to uh, the Score Hotline. It's presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Talking Bears with Patrick Finley from the Sun-Times. You find him on Twitter, also at Patrick Finley. Uh, thanks for joining us, Patrick. Appreciate uh, your time on this Christmas Eve. Of course, guys. How are you? I think we're doing okay, even though uh, we're kind of in a a weird place now with uh, uh, the COVID protocols and, and whatnot and, and players being unavailable. Um, to, to speak generally about that, and I, I know... You know, you're not a scientist like the rest of us. We don't really know. 
do you foresee anything pausing NFL or or causing major disruption to NFL in the final two weeks? No, no, I don't. Uh, and uh, I'm cynical, so I sit there and say, there's gambling, there's fantasy football, <laughs> there are all these things <laughs> yeah. that that where the NFL's bread and buttered and they're smart enough to know that. Uh, I think if you look past or if you look back over the last year and a half, um, if they would have canceled games and created a week 19 or whatever, you know, they would have done it by now. Uh, you know, I realize that, uh, you know, they're putting more people on the COVID list every day uh, than they had before, but they also, <laughs> they also changed the rules <laughs> to make it a lot easier to come back. And while they'll sit there and say, we're following the science, I think we all know that part of it is they just need to be able to field a team on Sundays, and they have changed their rules literally to make it easier to do that. Yeah, Patrick, I, I'm with you on the cynicism thing, and I, I you just look at uh, the dollars and where that comes from and where their bread is buttered, and you just mentioned all of them. So the fact that the Bears had you know zero starting defensive backs last week and, and really called up a bunch of guys that you normally wouldn't see on the field to play – uh, tells you all you need to know, right? If they were going to cancel it, they already they would have. So the Bears, though, I mean, you look at this game coming up this week. You have Akeem Hicks now yesterday going to the COVID list. Bilal Nichols, Jalen Johnson, Allen Robinson, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and this is not unique to the Bears, but uh, they're going to push through. I don't think there's any doubt about that. No, you know, last year we heard from the league, you know, if it was obvious that there was still an outbreak, that they might move the game. I think last year they did that with the Titans and a couple of other games. Uh, and, and there was also a provision that, you know, if there was an entire position group wiped out, you know, that was a consideration too. The reason the Broncos had to play that game with a receiver at quarterback was because the position group was wiped out because they'd all taken off their wristbands uh, that were used to monitor them. So they were, you know, the NFL had no sympathy for them. But I, I think both of those uh, requirements are more or less out the window. I mean, the Bears had a position group decimated. And the Bears, you know, were in the middle of a outbreak. And they uh, Patrick, first of all, please do not get hit by the Metro. Uh, that's yes. number one. I feel like. <laughs> would you believe? Like would you believe I'm, I'm in my backyard? There, uh, the Metro comes five doors down, and on the cold days, it's very loud. Oh wow! Uh, I bet it's comforting yeah. by now, isn't it? The sound of the Metro. Uh, you don't hear by. it anymore. Yeah, that's yeah, right. we tune it out. Yeah, you tune it out. Uh, we we uh, uh, played Sean Desai at the top of this, and Rokon Smith has been excellent. And I, I think this organization has taken a lot of hit for the draft picks over the last several years. That's been a very good one. W- was he snubbed? I mean, do you do you think that there's somebody that he could have replaced? Yeah, I mean, you nailed it right there. You know, it's easy to sit there and say, oh, come on, he needs to be on. But you need to tell me who he's going to replace. And in the NFC right now, the two inside linebackers are Micah Parsons and Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner's a Hall of Famer full stop. Micah Parsons is essentially an outside linebacker defensive end who qualifies as an inside linebacker. Roquan's not going to beat either of those guys out. And, and that's unfortunate because I think he is one of the best 50 players in football. I mean, when he didn't make the NFL's top 100, I was stunned. You know, and, I mean, that's a very easy argument to make that he got snubbed. But, you know, when you're looking at those two guys in front of him, as good as Roquan is, you know, it's hard to disparage either of those two. 
No, and he certainly has been one of the bright spots. And, you know, as you look towards what to hold on to for for next year and, you know, we'll see what happens on the coaching front and and in the front office. But, you know, Roquan is certainly one of those guys. uh, And and Grody pointed out in the in the transition segment and I had forgotten this. He doesn't have an agent. So, you know, if they want to extend him, I guess they just talk directly to him. But uh, the Roquan Smith stuff is certainly be interesting to follow in the offseason. But. Uh, so will the Justin Fields stuff, and I know the, um, the 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 arrows have been pointing all over the place with Fields. He's had some great moments. He's had some difficult moments. The fumbles continue to be an issue, and now and now he's got an ankle issue. So what what is the latest in your understanding on Fields' ankle and and how that affects him for this weekend? Well, he didn't practice yesterday, and that is alarming. You know, on right. Wednesday he was limited, and we were told both by Justin and Matt that they expected him to play. Uh, if you're going to play, typically you practice on Thursday. So uh, there's another practice today. We'll see whether he's out there. We'll see if we can get an explanation from them. Matt Nagy doesn't talk on Thursdays for the new NFL rules this year. So it was hard to get too much clarification yesterday. You've got to think that the Bears want to play him. I mean, the alternative is running Andy Dalton out there after he'd been on the COVID list for a week. We're playing Nick Foles. And uh, I, I, you know, I mean, the only thing that matters the rest of the season here is evaluating you know, the 15 or 20 or so people who are still going to be around next year. And Justin Fields is at the top of that list. You talk about his fumbles. You talk about, you know, nobody gets sacked at a higher clip than him by a lot. I think he gets sacked 12% of the time. I don't think anybody else in the league is above 9.9. His ankle injuries can make it harder to run away from those guys. And maybe that's not a bad thing, given that he was running backwards uh, the other night on a couple of occasions. But you know, if, if Fields does play, the Bears, I think, would have to take some steps to protect him a little bit, or whether that's just more handoffs, putting him, you know, in, in the shotgun so he's not, you know, going back backwards and then forwards every time he takes a snap, stuff like that. Uh, you know, I would hope he would play. I think the Bears hope he will play. But, you know, we'll get a far better indication of that about 1 o'clock today. I actually have two questions about him, and, and they're, they're both related to what we're discussing now. Uh, first of all, let me, let me ask you this about uh, what happens the next couple of weeks. Let's say, and hopefully this doesn't happen, because like you said, he's about one of the only reasons to watch Bears football right now. He's the main reason to watch this team right now. Um, if he, for whatever reason, this ankle injury is, is worse than we know, and he can't play the final two weeks, is that a is that a bad thing or is that a good thing um, considering the the state of the team right now? Yeah, I, I mean I understand the premise of that, which is that if he's going to be playing for a different coach next year anyway, why not protect him from injury? You know, you know, uh, why not let him sit and watch? But you know, this guy needs all the experience he can get. I mean, whether it's running Matt Nagy and Bill Lazor's plays or the plays of the next guy. You know, you know, he's young. You know, he had two years of college uh, experience, granted very, very high-level experience. But I don't think we're at the point with him where, where sitting him makes sense uh, at any turn. You know, uh, you know, the risk of injury is going to be there every NFL game you play. And, and I understand people who you know, are sitting there going, God forbid he tears his ACL or hurts his Achilles or something like that. And I get that. But, you know, in football, you just can't think that way. Um, I, I don't see any benefit to him sitting because you know if you look at his season right now if his season were to end tomorrow i think he gets an incomplete i don't think he gets uh you know i i don't know that we know what we have in him yet 
And uh, that, that's alarming because if you would have told us uh, at the start of the season, hey, guess what? Justin Fields is going to go in in the second game and then play the majority of your snaps the rest of the way. You would hope that there would be some certainty about what kind of NFL player he could be. And I, I don't see that yet at all. And also, Patrick, and we're speaking with Patrick Finley right now here on 670 The Score. I, I heard this put, it, and it's such an easy word to use, and I wish I would have thought of it myself, and I don't remember who did say it. Um, but the way it was put to me was everything is so chaotic in front of Justin Fields that maybe that's leading to some of the poor decisions or holding on to the ball too long or, or any of the problems he has on his end. Do you think there's truth to that? That maybe he just doesn't feel comfortable at all because of what's happening around him, that he's, <laughs> that he's just not progressing quickly enough? There's progression, but it's maybe not quick enough. I don't know. I mean, I think you could say that about, you know, not just what's in front of him on the field, but just kind of the entire situation he was dropped into. I mean, Mac Jones goes to New England with the greatest coach of all time and with a great defense. And, and, and oh, my God, he looks great. And, you know, I, Mac Jones is in a better uh, – on paper, Mac Jones is not a better quarterback than Justin Fields. You know, but, you know, Fields shows up here, does not get regular snaps with the first team during training camp, which – in retrospect, appears to have been malpracticed by the coach. Uh, has a defense that isn't very good. Um, has, you know, a coach who gives up play calling three games in uh, and will be fired at the end of the season. Has a general manager whose future is unclear. Uh, you know, has, you know, both of his tackles, you know, uh, come and go and come and go. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of chaos around him. And, uh, you know, you hope that doesn't lead to permanent bad habits. But let's face it, I mean, you know, he's, he was not put – there's not a good situation around him. And, you know, I know Bears fans were sitting there going, well, you know, if you've got a good quarterback, he'll just rise above that. I think that's a lot easier said than done, especially for a rookie. And, you know, yeah. he – yeah, and, and he, can't, he can't fix this. I mean, it's been 71 years since they've had a good quarterback. Do you think Justin Fields was going to come in as a rookie and float above all the muck <laughs> around him? I mean, that's asking yes. an awful lot. yes. Yes, immediately. <laughs> we yeah we, we we have seen evidence of uh, some of the chaos around him. That's for sure. Uh, uh, last thing for me, Patrick, and uh, as I cracked my Sun Times off the driveway this morning, uh, I, I enjoyed your article on Thomas Graham, and your first line really got me the, that Thomas Graham couldn't crack the Bears' worst position group because. That was true up until literally this past week when he got a chance and he made the most of that chance. But here's a guy who opted out of his last year at college, was a low-round draft pick, came into the Bears, was cut, has been on the practice squad, but really did then make the most of his opportunity. It's been an interesting journey for him this season. Yeah, yeah, it has been. And, and he talked to us about how, you know, uh, he got cut coming out of camp and that really hurt his confidence. And, you know, he actually approached Ryan Pace on the side of the field after practice one day and essentially said, what do I need to do to, to, to improve and to get better? And Pace started sending him clips and started talking to him and, and really helped him along there. But you know what? I mean, it's a feel-good story, and it's the kind of story that, that, that resonates when you're 4-10 and 10 and you're just kind of playing out the string here. But it took an act of God for Thomas Graham to get on the field. Literally, I mean – I mean, it's right. just a plague hitting his position group. And, and I think the Bears need to be careful here. You know, he played really well in that first game, and maybe he's one of those guys who's just better with the lights on than he is in practice. Um, and they'd be certainly uh, well-served to play him the rest of the year. 
So let's not act like we know what we've had here because the, the Bears at slot corner and at the corner opposite Jalen Johnson have been the worst in the league, and, and that's not hyperbole, all season. And still it took the plague hitting his position group for Thomas Graham to get an opportunity. So good for him. It'll be fun to watch him in the next couple of weeks, try and show whether that was a one-off or whether this is who he is. You know, if it's the latter, he can help them next year. And, you know, they're probably eight to ten people that you want to watch the rest of the season to see how they grow and see whether they can be of help. Gaz Newsom is one of them. Justin Fields is one of them. Uh, there are a couple others there. You know, Kevin Jenkins for sure. Larry Borum for sure. So, you know, that's what you do the last three weeks of a year like this is you watch guys like Thomas Graham and you see whether you might have something. You know, you mentioned something that I, I don't know if there's enough attention paid to it. And smart football people know that this is that this is part of the equation. But um, we spend so much time talking about, well, they, they have to have a, a, a true number one receiver or a guy who plays like that, a, a real alpha and, you know, they've they've got to have a better scheme and all of this. But doesn't having a better defense help out fields a lot? And yeah, because, I mean, if you look at Mitch's first year, he had a world class defense um, on the other side that 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 was there too. that helps a quarterback out so much. Can they get back to being really, really good again? And there have been times they've been good this year, but it just it isn't like it was a few years ago. Boy, that's a great question. I mean, if they've got a healthy Cleo Mack and a healthy Robert Quinn next year, if they decide that they want to pay both those guys, and if they're on the field for 16 games or 17 games, I guess, uh, then that, you know, then their coverage looks a lot better. You know, <laughs> they get exposed a lot less mm-hmm. uh, if they're getting a pass rush there. I, you know, it's going to take, I think, a couple of years to overhaul this thing. You know, they just got really old really fast. Akeem Hicks is probably gone. Danny Trevathan is probably gone. And let's face it, Danny Trevathan has been a non-factor the last two years anyway. Uh, you know, they need a second corner and they need a third corner. You know, I don't know whether they bring Tashawn Gibson back on another one-year deal. You know, Eddie Jackson needs to be better. <laughs> you know, we've been saying Dude. this for two years, but yeah. it's simple. He needs to be better. You know, you mentioned the thing about Mitch. I'm trying to pull these numbers uh, out of my head right now, but I want to say that the Bears had seven defensive touchdowns in 2018. And on top of that, 15% of their offensive points came when they started on the other side of the field because of a takeaway or, or a long return or something like that. So, man, that pads your numbers. Man, that makes your offense look good. And when we sit there and go, you know, Mitch was great in 2018, what happened? Part of it is the numbers lied to us a little bit in 2018 because he was put in such a great situation. So uh, yeah. say what you will about Fields. Nobody is going to mistake uh, Fields' performance this year as any sort of, uh, 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 you know, any sort of wind-aided uh, thing from the force of his defense because uh, that <laughs> has not happened. Those takeaways haven't happened nearly as much as it is. I hope they would well, Patrick, uh, we will certainly be watching the last few weeks. You you have just answered my, my wife who asked uh, during the Minnesota game, do we have to keep watching this? The answer, of course, was yes. But but <laughs> you've just answered her question as to why we have to continue to watch it and watch some of these players and, and see what we see here the last few weeks of the season. I uh, appreciate you jumping on with us. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Same to you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks. Patrick Finley from the Sun-Times. Follow him on Twitter at Patrick Finley. You can read him as I do every day in the Sun-Times covering the Bears. And and Chris, uh, when we come back, 
Hey, I got to ask you a question before we go to break, Espo. Sure. Did you say that you picked the Sun-Times up off the driveway today? I I did, uh, and I do. You're you're getting a physical paper delivered? I get two physical papers delivered every day. I know. I'm old, and uh, I like— We're like the same age. I'm pushing 50. I think I I think I got a few years on you. Oh, yeah, you do have a few years on me. But no, so, and this goes back, and, and it's a cool story, and, and I know we're very late, and I'm sure Brandon Fryer is back, but yes, I still get hard copy newspapers. I am one of wow. those guys, and I enjoy thoroughly reading them. See, I have it. Look, Chris and I are looking at each other on oh Zoom. Oh, my God. Showing Chris what is that? My... <laughs> what is that? I, showing Chris my uh, hard copy sometimes and Patrick Finley's article, which I, of course, have it open to, as we were just talking to him. Uh, it's, it's a tabloid newspaper. You're supposed to newspaper. use that to wrap fish. That's what I, that's for. That, and that's the the seven fishes thing. The the Italians we love to do the seven fishes thing here on Christmas. That's Chris. That's Chris Ranji. I'm Mike Esposito. We are in for Bernstein and Rahimi today. We will continue this Bears discussion uh, next. And more Justin Fields. Uh, a text came through while we were talking to Patrick. I want to pick Ranji's brain on this too. Mac Jones is better than Fields. What do we think about that? I know I have oh, some God. thoughts on that. I'm sure Chris does as well. We'll talk about that. And then at 1020, we'll shift to Bulls. Rob Schaefer, NBC Sports Chicago, will join us. So we'll do that coming up at the 10 o'clock hour right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.